0: I got a Fuse Cruise Loose since the days of my youth. It's a Fuse Cruise Loose 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 Podcast. I got a Fuse Cruise Loose and I'm telling you the truth. truth. It's a Fuse Cruise. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of A Few Screws Loose the podcast, the award-winning podcast, 2019 Pod Excellence Award winners, where we have mental health discussions by mentally ill men of color. My name is Dan and I'm your host. You can keep up with me on Twitter and on IG at I am Dan on Drugs. You can also keep up with the show on Twitter and IG as well as YouTube at Screws Loose Pod. Don't forget to check out my mostly absent co-host, P, uh, at P from Charlotte on both IG and on Twitter. P, he is technically back. It's just it's a matter of scheduling at this point. I'm still working these 12-hour days, six days a week, um, like I've been mentioning uh, the prior episodes and prior episodes. So it's really a matter of our schedules kind of matching. So. Over the next few weeks, it'll slow down at work some. I'll get maybe another day off here and there. So hopefully, you know, we'll be able to work something out. And because Pete's ready to talk to y'all, he really is. <laughs> um, I guess what I'll lead in with today, I don't really have too many topics at, you know, on my mind or whatever. So I'm just kind of freestyling this. But this is something that I thought of today. So, um. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, okay? Even people who r- really don't have any mental or emotional problems is loneliness. Yo, if you scroll my social media, uh IG, Twitter, I might even have an old MySpace page somewhere where whatever. Yo, I am always 90% of the time uh, other than if I'm posting stuff from Black Law, but 90% of the time I'm by my fucking self. That's by design. That's how I actually live my life. I am normally by myself. Everything I do, I do alone. Like I don't do the whole going out and um or what do y'all call them kickbacks? I don't do that shit. I don't do um group shit like yo, let's all meet up and do something and go, no. Dan is at home asking everyone to leave him the fuck alone. And I truly mean that when I say it. When I say leave me the fuck alone, I truly mean that. However, there's a caveat. Because of that, I'm often lonely. So it's like I tell everyone to leave me the fuck alone, which most most of the time they do, just so I can complain later on, probably to myself, about being lonely. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, um, really, if you think about it. So you push everyone away. You tell people just don't fuck with me, leave me alone. I don't want to talk. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to do anything. I just, I just want to be alone. I want to enjoy my space and my peace. And just, you know, I I do most of the time, enjoy my own company. However, it's a very lonely existence. So, you know, I don't talk on the phone. I, social media is really my only interaction with the outside world outside of my little bubble. And even that, um, it it offers a layer of I'm not obligated. You know, I guess it removes the obligation out of friendships or, you know, um, acquaintances, uh, things like that. So I'm, I'm sure other people can relate to that. Just kind of being lonely because you push everyone away. But at the same time, you don't want to be lonely either. So um, what made me think of that is this morning, right? I'm knocked out, which is very rare, but I'm knocked out. It's about seven in the morning. So I hear boom, 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 boom at my door. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I jump up. Mind you, uh, Becky's already gone to work. So I jump up and I grab my pistol. And for those of you who know me, that's how I react to shit that startles me while I'm inside of my house. I'm reacting with a gun in my hand and like people clown me. They're like, yo, why you got guns in every room of your house hitting and shit? Why you got guns all over the place? Because I don't trust motherfuckers. So I will blow a motherfucker's head off if I have to in, in my own home now, mind you. So and, and this noise was banging on the door was enough to startle me. It sounded like someone was kicking the shit out of my door, right? So in a panic, like I said, jumped up, grabbed my pistol and I start walking down the hallway, cocked, loaded, safety off and boom, boom, boom. So I'm like, oh, yeah, come on in here if you want. Then it strikes me. Mind you, I just got up out of a deep sleep. I was startled out of a deep sleep. I'm like, nigga, you got cameras all over the place. Just look at the fucking camera and see what's going on before you put yourself in danger. So. I kind of backtrack into the room. I grab my um, phone, pull up my camera app, and I'm looking, and it's a fucking police officer. This is this would be the second time I grabbed a gun when the police <laughs> were, the, and the other time, like I actually walked outside with the bitch, but different story. Might not even be a story I should tell on the podcast. But um, so I'm like, oh shit, that's the police. What the fuck they banging on my door like that? So now I'm angry because it's 7 in the morning something bad must have happened so now my heart's just pounding and it's funny because in like stressful situations chaotic situations where a lot of shit's going on and even normal people would kind of be on edge kind of panicking there's a sense of calm and chaos um when it comes to me in high stress situations there's a calm in me my problem is leading up to and then after so the actual whatever event it is it doesn't really it doesn't rattle me it doesn't shake me it doesn't bother me and I, I don't know why especially dealing with these anxiety issues but when I got to sit back and um kind of anticipate something that's when the anxiety builds up builds up builds up or afterwards after I've been through some sort of an unpleasant situation That's when the anxiety, the rumination starts happening. I'm like, oh, I should have did this. I should have did that. I should have said this. I should have said that. But if you just, boom, throw me in the middle of a high stress situation that's chaotic as fuck, there's a calmness comes over me. And I don't understand that. And P can actually attest to this. We've been in some situations that were life threatening situations. And P looks over at me and I'm like, just calm as fuck. And he would even ask me sometimes like, yo, how the hell do you stay so calm? One time we were about to get in a car accident, like we were going, we told this story on a prior episode. I was going like 110 miles an hour (laughs) down a a main, a main street at home and back home in D.C. The speed limit was like 40, 45 miles an hour. I'm going 110 and there's a car stopped and I'm trying to get around a car that's in front of me. So I gun it. And I'm maybe even going 115, 120 at this point, headed towards a stopped car. And at the last minute, I weave and get over in front of the car I was trying to pass. There was probably literally, I'm not making this up when I say this much space between us and death hitting the back of the the stopped car. So just kept on riding. Didn't say a word until we got to our destination. And P looks over and says, How the fuck did you stay so goddamn calm? We was about to die back there. And I'm like, yeah, we was. (laughs) So, you know, anyway, going back to do banging on my door. So now kind of thoughts are racing through my head now because I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Something happened to Becky. Something happened to my mama. Why the fuck are you banging on my door at seven o'clock in the morning? You don't do that at black people's houses. So open the door. He was like, uh, Dan, I'm like, yeah, what's up? Oh, here's your jury summons. You've been served uh, your, your jury summons. Nigga, ain't that shit supposed to come in the mail? Why the fuck are you banging on my goddamn door at seven o'clock in the morning? This ungodly hour for a person of color. Like my alarm don't even go off to about 730, 745. So nigga, you done robbed me of about 45 minutes of sleep to hand me a jury summons. I should have kept my gun in my fucking hand. I should have really kept my gun in my fucking hand. I was so pissed off. So anyway, I'm like, okay, whatever. So as the day goes on, remember, I told you after the fact is when shit starts bothering me. So now I got after that situation when I'm like, I should have cussed his ass out, slapped the shit out of his hand, bought it up, threw it at him on some nigga shit. Because niggas do nigga shit sometimes. (laughs) And, um. And it just didn't sit right with me. I was angry. And the more I thought about it, I got angered more and more and more and more. It takes a lot to wake me up out of a sleep. Once I get to sleep, I I do have trouble sleeping. But once I get there, it takes a lot to wake me up. So you want to rob me of this sleep to hand me this paper. Okay, whatever. So I'm getting angrier and angrier as the day goes by. Then I think about I'm like jury duty. The fuck I look like going to jury duty. I don't play well with others. I can't be around other people. I honestly can't. And most of you who listen know this. And most of you who talk to me, even non-publicly, like I, me and Hayes, we talk, you know, semi often, um, off, you know, off the public channel on the private channel. Um, me and AJ again, same. I shout the same brothers out, but shout to y'all niggas, man. Um, yo, people who know me or who have gotten to know me or somewhat know me know that. I don't do people. So now I'm anxious about this court, this uh, fucking jury shit, because I'm not going. But I'm also angry at the fact that this motherfucker had the audacity to bang on my door at seven o'clock in the morning. So these two things like just keep fucking with me all day. So I'm at I'm at work. I'm pacing at my desk and I'm angry. So this is what, what I wanted to talk about. I hope I can remember to get back to this whole court situation, jury duty situation. But so I'm pacing at my desk. I'm just walking back and forth, back and forth. And people in my office are actually used to this behavior from me because it's me not ripping somebody's head off. When I get anxious, I get angry. Anxiety manifests itself in different ways in different people and to different extents, even with me. Uh, there's different levels. The pacing is just me kind of trying to work off the the anger. I need to move. I need to be doing something. Um, so the most I can do at work is pace. You know, I need to be near my desk. So I'm just walking back and forth, getting angrier and angrier and angrier. People at work just ignoring me, like angry black man walking back and forth. But they're used to me by now, and I'm like, yeah, I, I still can't believe this shit. And now. I gotta fucking deal with trying to get an excusal or dismissal. And then I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna go. Because sometimes I tell my shit myself shit that I'm really not gonna do. Like, nah nah, fuck that. I'ma go. And I don't care if a nigga murdered his whole family, if he's black, I'm voting not guilty. (laughs) Like he could come to court with the gun in his hand saying, I killed my family with this gun. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Not guilty. I don't believe you. You lying to try to go to jail, nigga. (laughs) Uh, so yeah anyway that's the type of stuff i'm thinking i'm just so angry and it dawned on me um some people when they're anxious they like to clam up they like to um withdraw they they practice avoidance behavior which i do at low levels of anxiety but at heightened levels of anxiety i just get angrier and angrier and angrier not in a dangerous way for the most part. Now, if you fucking with me, it it can be a dangerous situation. And, um, you know, I don't mean that, of course, in a threatening way. But like if I'm like, yo, seriously, leave me the fuck alone. Walk away. It's probably in both of our best interest. If you walk away and leave me the fuck alone. But when I'm just dealing with my own shit, um, kind of bouncing shit around in my head. I'm not really a dangerous person whatsoever. I might snap a little bit. Like if you ask me something or if you try to talk to me, I might snap. I'm usually pretty good now at at this age of catching myself and saying, okay, Dan, chill out. This person didn't do anything to you. You're um, projecting um, your negative energy or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's basically, and I, I believe I've said that before, but anxiety makes me angry. So if I show up at, Here we go again with going to an event, right? I'm already anxious. Now I am when I get there, I start getting angry. I start getting angrier, start getting angrier. The longer I'm there, the angrier I get. And there comes a point where personally me at high levels of anxiety, I become hostile towards other people and Namely, towards strangers, believe it or not, those that are close to me, I'm still pretty good at, you know, okay, we I got this under control. I'm not gonna snap at you or cuss you out, but strangers, on the other hand, I tend to get kind of hostile and slightly aggressive. I've gotten so much better over the years with that. In my twenties, super aggressive towards other people. but um now in my thirties, looking at forty, right around the corner, a couple years. I got that under control for the most part. But so that's how my anxiety affects me. But then there comes a point where we I just talked to P earlier today and we talked about this where you go into fuck it mode. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of our people, black and brown people know this mode and have this mode and can can be pushed to into fuck it mode, which is. I know the consequences. I know exactly what's going to happen if I do this. I don't care. And at the time you don't care. Then when you're sitting in court and not for jury duty, <laughs> you probably like it was worth it at the time, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> what we what are we looking at? 3 to 5? Nah, that wasn't worth it. You looking at a uh, 90 days probation and community service? Yeah. That was worth it. <laughs> so it's a crap shoot. But I know a lot of black and brown people, every almost everyone that I've talked to my entire life has been pushed into their fuck it mode. Once you get somebody into their fuck it mode, all bets are off. They don't care about what the consequences are. That person becomes dangerous. Now, at the height of my anxiety, when I'm like way up here, like the anxiety levels are up here above my head now and I can't control it anymore. And I've tried everything to remove myself from the situation or remove the situation from me around me. And I can't. I've been in fucking mode a couple of times where it's just like, I know what the consequences are. And I don't really fucking care because I'm willing to take it there. So what's funny is I was like, yo, I ain't fucking going to jury duty and I don't care what the consequences are. I know what they are. I know that there's possibly a fine. I know there's possibly jail time. I'm scared of neither one of those things, which is nuts. I'm not scared to go to jail. <laughs> I'm not scared to pay a fine, depending on how much the fine is, of course. But for the most part, I'm not I'm not scared of a fine. I'm not scared of going to jail. I'm terrified of going to fucking jury duty. That makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure there's people scratching their head like, damn, dude, you're making a big deal out of this, and it's nothing. Maybe to you it's not. But to me, I'd rather... Like I, I was telling Ann this earlier today, I'm like, I'd rather go do a day, two days, three days in jail, in place of my half a day at jury duty. Jail is semi familiar to me, in in a sense. I know uh, I ain't even gonna go there. Let's just say I would be able to relate to what's going on around me and be more comfortable in jail than sitting in a jury pool. That sounds fucking crazy, I know. But it's like the type of life that I used to live many many years ago. Believe it or not, I I don't live that type of life anymore. I'm not in the streets. I'm I'm so far removed from the streets that niggas look at me like you ain't from the streets and that's good. That's okay. But the type of life that I did live prepared me for shit like that, for <laughs> to go to jail basically. So with 20 between 20 and 23 years worth of training (laughs) growing up in the hood and being in some of the situations I was in. I'm prepared to be able to go to jail and be okay. but I'm not prepared to go sit in a group of people that I don't want to fucking be around and just start getting angry and angry and angry because I'm forced to be here. You can't force me to do anything. And I talk about that, too. I have a problem with authority. Anyone who's forcing me to do something. So by sending me a jury duty summons, so to speak, yeah, you're forcing me to be somewhere that I don't want to be. I have a problem with that. And then that compounded with the anxiety, compounded with the anger issues. I'm going to come off as hostile as fuck. So I'm the last person you should want on your jury. So anyway, I guess that's what I wanted to touch on is. Being lonely, pushing people away, and then realizing you're lonely because you push people away. You don't want to be lonely, but you don't. You just want everyone to leave you the fuck alone. There's no middle ground either. There's no like, hey, can y'all come fuck with me sometimes? And then, you know, it's like, hey, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know, it's like inviting someone over when they come to your door, they get to your door, hey, I'm here. Get the fuck out of here. What you doing here? <laughs> so, yeah. I. If anyone's come up with any solutions to that, I'm all ears. And, you know, I also want to talk about how my anxiety uh, presents itself as anger for the most part, you know, it starts off as discomfort. It starts off as me avoiding starts off as me trying my best not to engage. And then once I'm forced to engage angry and how during a shit storm, I might be the calmest motherfucker in the room until afterwards. Well, it has to be a surprise shit storm. I can't know the shit storms coming. So that that's pretty much it. Oh, and uh, to end today's story about jury duty, I also had an appointment with my psychiatrist today. Just it just happened to like, oh, no, know, you know, higher power, I guess. Or as our people say, God works in mysterious ways. It this whole shit with the jury summons happened on the day that I had a appointment with my psychiatrist so go see my psychiatrist he's like yo how's things going blah 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 I'm like these motherfuckers knocking at my goddamn door no I ain't going there like that but I'm like you know I told him what happened and he was like wait they want you to be on the jury I'm like yeah well he's like yeah that's kind of how jury duty works but yeah you can't be around people <laughs> And I'm like no shit so he gave me a doctor's note saying that yeah This motherfucker is unable to be a juror because he is under psychiatric care. So I'm like, damn, why didn't I think to just hit my doctor and say, yo, I need a doctor's note saying that I can't do this shit. So but now that that, now that that's happened, now I know. So anyway, this has been another episode of A Few Screws Loose, the award winning podcast. My name is Dan. You can keep up with me on Twitter and on IG at I am Dan on drugs. Keep up with the show on Twitter, IG and YouTube at Screws Loose Pod. Until next time, people peace out.